songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and I am joined by uh, the two hosts of the Momtourage podcast today. I am so excited for you to hear them, to hear their show. Uh, you know, if you like this show, I think you're going to like their show. Uh, we've got Carrie Sotero. That's right. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> And Ashley Heron-Smith. It's me. Hi. Yay. Hi. Thank you so much for coming to do the Why Mommy Drinks podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, Thanks man. for having us. Thank you. Yeah, truly. I think this is the first mom podcast I ever listened to. No what? joke. Yeah. Yeah. When I was pregnant and I was like trying to find, I was like, well, I guess I should learn how to be a mom. Um this was one of the first. I know this was the first one. It was oh the only God. fun one. Then there were a bunch of like, you know, birth stories and things that'll terrify the hell out of you. But this was this was like the one that I was like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be terrible, but at least it's funny. Thank you, Ashley. It's true. Um, so I have three kids. They are all boys, uh, four, eight, and ten. Uh, oh. What do you got, Ashley? I have one boy. He is three, and I send my condolences to you. <laughs> I accept them. My neck's like he's going to kill himself at any moment, so I can only imagine three. Yep. Well, someone's going to kill someone. Uh, Carrie, what about you? One girl, Luna. She's going to be two in, like, next week. Oh, wow. Two and three, y'all are in this shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. Toddlers. <laughs> We sure are. Um, yeah, I found three to be more um, harrowing than than two, personally. Yeah, I just feel like he's constantly playing games with my emotions. You know, like like last <laughs> week I was telling Carrie, like, oh, we're going through this really great phase. And I just like, I feel like he's so lovey. I was doing my hair in the bathroom. He came in and said, Mama, you look beautiful. You know, like. <laughs> And then this week, it's just, it's like a monster came in and ate that version of my child. And now I'm just dealing with this horrid little creature who just wants to make everyone's life a living hell. And he's Actually, succeeding. I didn't want to say anything, but the minute it came out of your mouth, I was like, don't you dare put it out into the universe because you know he's going to, it's going to be like face off. He's going to rip that face yes. off. And then there's going to be probably Nick Cage, which is terrifying underneath that face. <laughs> But like, there's definitely so many moments though with your kids when they're changing and morphing and uh, and, and taking their face off and on um, <laughs> that you're like, who are you? Like, who the fuck are you? Because yeah. you were this sweet person who was so loving, and now you are the meanest person who ever lived, who's ever said anything to me. You know, uh, my I, my kid is doing this really fun thing right now where he um. We wake up and we turn around and there he is just standing in our bedroom in silence over us, which is great. It's amazing. Um, and last night he was, you know, I guess he did this. I didn't wake up. My husband took him back to his bed. And then at like six, my husband comes back into bed. I wake up and I can no longer fall asleep. And Sebastian comes into my room and I go, get back in your bed. It is not time to wake up. He looks at me and just screams at the top of his lungs, just goes, ah! clenched fists and everything. And I like just shot out of bed and was like, get the fuck 
book back in your bag. Get it. You don't talk to me like that. It's 6 a.m. I was, I sound like a monster because I am. Um, no. But I was if just If you're a like, monster, we're all monsters. <laughs> I was we're just, all monsters. You're not fucking with my sleep, kid. All right? This is what mommy needs to get through the day. Go the fuck to bed. That's all I Wait, have to when say. Wait, you, when you wake up and he's standing there silently staring at you all like, you know, the a omen creep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a creep. Um, do you wake up with a start? Yes. Like how- yes, it's horrifying. It is. That is not the way to wake up anybody. It is. I've been telling Carrie this for like weeks that he's doing this. It's awful I, it like scares the shit out of us so much so my husband is like I think I'm terrified of our child like who are you what is this person so are you two on the east coast yes yes, yes you're in, are you both in New York City I'm right outside uh in Union City New Jersey but like right okay. across the river nice and I am currently in Williamsburg but am literally moving on Monday where to, are you going? To the suburbs of Montclair, New Jersey. Oh. Wait, it's Monday? Wow. Well, Monday's the closing date. And then we have, so we have to go back and forth from Monday through Thursday, which is the actual mover oh. time where the movers come. But we have to go back and forth to like, you know, do house things. <laughs> are you buying a house? Um, yes, we are. Wow. Is this your first time buying a house? Fuck yeah, I'm an actor <laughs> and a yoga teacher. <laughs> That's very exciting. My and it's former... only because my partner has a real job that we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I used to do this podcast with um, Amanda Allen, who you might know yes. through yes through voiceover. And she used to live in Montclair and she loved it there. So. Good. We, we we had a hard time choosing, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is so boring. But we wanted to find a diverse neighborhood that also felt like a city and also, you know, all the stupid things. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it, like, Brooklyn West or whatever. So uh-huh. or that's what they call it, just so you know. Um, so, Pardon yeah. Me. So I'm just okay. a little, you know, I've I, for 25 years, I can see all my belongings from my couch. Literally. Whoa. I've lived in, like, one bedrooms. Oh. I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Oh, wow. So now you'll be able to not see all of your belongings from your couch for the first time. But I think that makes me nervous. I think I liked being able to be like, I know where my dog is because there's nowhere for him to go. The only thing the, – for me personally, the only downside for – like kind of moving to a bigger place was just that there's more to clean. There's like more dust and dirt to accumulate. Yes. And also, you know, your kid can just like leave the room and then you're like, hey. That's what I'm like. Uh, I need to put like a camera on your body so I can see where you are. There you go. Like a cop. Right. That's not creepy or anything. Yeah. It's very black mirror. Oh, dude, you have no idea. We have these tracking devices. Now that the kids are home because of the, you know, quarantine, we don't use them. But they have these tracking devices they take to school and they keep in their backpack. Oh, that's smart. It's like a walkie-talkie, but it also has, you know, a oh my, I almost said MP3. What am I trying to say? <laughs> GPS. Yes. Um, and they also have these, like, watches and stuff that kids can be, like, tracked on. So, yeah, it's very... Black Mirror. Very much. I think. 
Yes. I well, only there was a whole episode. A oh, don't watch the episode where they put a tracker in a kid. It, it doesn't end well. That's an actual episode. It doesn't end well. <laughs> I feel like usually people are like, this show's awesome. And then I watch it finally and I'm like, this show is awesome. But that was one show I just kind of couldn't get into. It yeah. was just depressing. Yeah. I don't There's think only I've one wa- good episode. I mean, one happy episode. There's only one. Uh. Yeah. I don't think I've walked away from that show ever feeling good <laughs> at all. And that's her Rotten Tomatoes rating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. It is a good show. It's interesting, right. but it's just like, I know what I'm going to watch if I want to feel horrible and scared about the future. It feels yeah. like, it feels like when, this is a total tangent, but it feels like when you're in college and a boyfriend breaks up with you and you just listen to Radiohead and drink peach schnapps, that's <laughs> what the whole show feels like. And then you're sick, your stomach hurts, and you're in like a weird Radiohead K-hole. You're not sure what day it is. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but that's what it yes. really yes. specifically feels like for me. Yes, because some of us have Radiohead and some of us have, I just remember one breakup. This is so pathetic. One breakup, I listened to that fucking song the yeah beautiful over and <laughs> over and over and over again i was in college so forgive ashley's me ashley's young <laughs> for real i'm like that song came out like five years ago no. what? i was like i was cater waitering in los angeles to pay for my acting career when that song came out that came out in the the uh late 2000s aughts. yeah Right. Anyway, lead off is the worst way to say anything, but yeah. Right. When I was, uh, when Betsy and I were already old seasoned hags of the TV yes. and stage. Guys, I'm only like seven years younger than you, Carrie. Right? Seven years? Is that right? I'm 42. How old are you? 35. Is the math right there? Oh, math is hard. No. <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> Carrie, I know that, I know you through, um, voiceover and I know that you uh have been a uh yoga instructor for a long time do you still do it I still do it but it I don't touch people now because COVID right Ashley are you an actor or what how yeah I know that you're a podcaster I should have asked you beforehand I mean how dare you um yeah I'm an actor who has not seen very much success in acting um girl <laughs> so uh <laughs> I also have a background in television production that's really like right out of college my parents didn't let me go to school for theater I had a communications mm. degree and I was like well this is kind of the same um and I got into <laughs> live daytime television and did that for about five years really loved it and then was like I'm going to pursue the acting thing and did that for a little while and then when I had my son um I kind of went into the hosting thing because I was tired of constantly struggling so I was like you know what I'm gonna try this hosting thing and that's really what I like much more I think yesterday it um I had three voiceover auditions that I had to do from from home in my closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you have to turn the air conditioning off. So you're just in a hot closet, sweat dripping, <laughs> hoping that your kids don't scream. But then I also had to do an on-camera audition. And because uh, for people, for for you listening, if, if you're not in entertainment, which oh, I, I hope you are not. I hope you are doing great things <laughs> with your time. Um, I, hope you, I hope you have a job that will eventually allow you to buy a house yes. before you're 42. I mean, I'm still not there, you know. 
potentially you give not- you a 401k. <laughs> yes. Not depending on other people to tell you your self-worth. I'm going to say that uh-huh. for myself at least. Uh-huh. Um, so, but but now that we're all doing stuff from home because of the pandemic, now every actor has to have like a sound booth at home <laughs> and a television studio at home. And it's expected. So I've I've had to like accumulate, like yesterday, if you had seen my bedroom, it was like, there was like a fucking backdrop with a <laughs> like a camera with a light, two light. Like it was just, it was so much, and I was just dripping sweat. Try- and then every time we would start a take, my we would hear my kids screaming from downstairs, <laughs> which would be Not great like if it any- was a horror movie audition. It would be like extra special. <laughs> if only but instead it was just horror for me because I kept getting distracted like I'm just like I gotta book this which is always a great way to go into anything <laughs> oh god I gotta, I gotta book this it's so important um <laughs> you're yeah, counting so- your sag after hour numbers in your head to get your health insurance <laughs> oh girl that is long gone I know I know yeah oh man so uh so yeah we kept having to like stop and <laughs> my husband and I'm I had like a noon deadline and it was just like tick, 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 tick. I was getting like closer and closer to this noon deadline and it had already taken so long to set up like this whole fucking Hollywood studio in my bedroom and then like you have to pretend like it's not and uh, <laughs> pretend like you don't have children in the other room who are you know making noise and they would they would scream because that's just how they communicate. <laughs> and then my husband would be like, you know, I would be like, oh, I just got to do this because it's got to get in by noon and I got to edit it. And, uh, and then my husband would go down and yell at them. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and at one point they they had fucked up so many of my takes with just like loudness or like walking into the room that he went downstairs and he like made them all go out in the yard and uh he's just like you have to go outside you have to go outside you keep ruining mama's takes uh which i felt like I was like, this is how Joan Crawford felt. Like, you are ruining my takes. It was such a diva moment. Anyway, go let to me the tell- garden. Mommy needs to do her takes. <laughs> <laughs> the gazebo's not available. I'm shooting there. <laughs> For a lot of us, the holidays are going to look really different this year. There might be certain traditions that we're used to doing and we can't do them this year. But that doesn't mean we can't make new traditions and new memories. I've talked to you about StoryWorth before, and you know how much I love it. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and their personal thoughts, and it's a really fun way to engage with family, especially those that we can't see in person. My grandpa is in his 90s. He lives halfway across the country, and there are all sorts of reasons we can't see him this holiday season. But every week, StoryWorth emails him a different story prompt, questions that I may have never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision that ended up having a big impact on your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? You can also make up your own questions and your own story prompts. 
Reading the weekly stories are fun and it makes your family feel close even when you're not together. And after one year, StoryWorth compiles all of the stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. This is something that is going to be cherished for generations. All of these amazing stories that my grandpa tells are now going to be in a book for my children and their children. And if you want, you could even order copies for the whole family. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com WMD. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com WMD for $10 off. It's a really special gift that your family will never forget. We have a new sponsor. It's called Little Spoon. Little Spoon has a simple mission, to make it easier for parents to keep their kids healthy without sacrifice or breaking the bank. Their fresh baby food and kids' meals are just like homemade, but without all the hours spent in the kitchen, a huge mess, and an expensive grocery store bill. They ship directly to your door, and everything is ready in just minutes. You can store them in the fridge or the freezer. I really like that Little Spoon's food introduced kids to new ingredients and textures and flavors, but also presented them in a medium that they understood. Like they have kids classics like mac and cheese, but just with hidden butternut squash and carrots. Or if you have an adventurous kid, you could get cheesy pupusas or chicken pot stickers. I tried those. Those are really good. Their baby blends are made of 100 organic ingredients featured in a rotating menu of seasonal recipes designed alongside pediatricians and nutritionists. And the best part is that it's just $3 or less per meal. And for toddlers and big kids, there are over 15 different plates to choose from at any given time and every recipe is packed with hidden organic veggies and superfoods to ensure that your kid will get a balanced meal no matter what. And those plates are all under $5. So Little Spoon has seriously nailed it. Shipped to your door, under $5, no commitments, tons of options. Little Spoon sent us a whole assortment of their plates for toddlers and big kids, and even some of their dipping sauces, like they have a ketchup that's like healthy ketchup and it tastes awesome. These are great for every day because your kid gets variety and healthy food, and it's nice for when you get in a rut where you just serve them the same unhealthy stuff all the time. And all of the ones that I've stolen a bite from so far are really good. This is also perfect for sending along to daycare or having for when a babysitter comes over or when you know that they're going to go to a, maybe their grandma's house and she'll just make them something insane. So go to littlespoon.com try slash WMD to get started. And be sure to use our code WMD to get $15 off your first delivery. That's like, I don't know, like three free meals. So check it out, littlespoon.com try slash WMD. So I'll tell you what broke me. It was this morning. Um, I was like, what am I going to talk about on the Fresh show? Fresh kill. <laughs> yeah, we can mount this one, uh, stuff it and mount, mount it on the wall because it's fresh. Uh, hasn't been rotting out in the sun uh, on the side of the road. Hmm, I took that far. Um <laughs> 
So this morning we are getting ready to, uh, you know, for everyone to get on Zoom. We've got three boys, the you know, so two of them are on Zoom. One of them is feral. We don't know if he'll ever learn anything because we just can't get it together. <laughs> like I found some classes on OutSchool and I was like, I'm going to find the most perfect best one. And then I never sign him up so uh so every day he'll like be doing something and i'll be like do you wanna just um play an educational uh, game on an ipad like that's the that's all i can muster these days so my husband so i got these phone calls from first of all my voicemail was full um stop bragging stop bragging (laughs) My voicemail, if you look at it, it's all just calls from the schools and from the school district. So they're all these like yep. robo calls. Um, I thought from... only my neighborhood did that. I didn't know that was a universal thing. I get a call every night at like 9 p.m., which is also the worst fucking time to call a parent of a, a child who is homeschooling. Like, this is finally my time to chill out. Don't call me. Leave me alone. Right. So I put them all to voicemail because I can't stand there for two minutes while someone like quietly mutters about some school board election. Um, So, yeah. So I always am just like, oh, it's the school. And I just, you know, decline, send a voicemail. So my voicemail was 100% full. And I would say 95% of what was in there was just robocalls that I had sent to voicemail. And of course, I don't listen to them, and then I don't know what's happening, um, which is just willful ignorance on my part. <laughs> and I know that I should just sit and listen to them, but I just I would rather watch Lovecraft uh, Country and and drink a martini. So I don't listen to them, and then people can't get in touch with me. Um, and every now and then I'll be like, oh, here's something that maybe I should listen to, and it's old. So anyway, I get this phone call this morning, and I'm like, I better answer it because I don't think they can leave a message. And it's one of the schools being like, hey, I called you two days ago. And uh, um, so my my son's uh, Chromebook, like the keys aren't working. It, just in this last week, like everyone's devices just went to shit, like our one of our ipads we have two ipads for the kids one uh won't start one has a broken home button so those are fucked my one of my sons has a phone that stopped charging um and then this chromebook was like i don't use the letter j anymore done i'm done um and then you know and my other kids school ipad also croaked like everything just fucking died in the same week so we had to trade the iPad, and then this woman is like, You're, the Chromebook that you called about is ready. Come and fucking get it. So my husband is like, okay, I'm going to go all the way to school, which is really far away, and, uh, and you know, trade out this Chromebook. And then my um, – and it had already been established that I was going to use this morning for work. Mm, did not happen. <laughs> And because, you know, yesterday, whatever. So (laughs) You're like, I give up. I'm so tired. (laughs) Because also, if we want to work, we can only work one at a time. If I'm working, that means my husband can't work because he's got to be, you know, 
having his ear talked off by a four-year-old or being yelled at by a 10-year-old or making sure that this eight-year-old is actually in class and not just in the bathroom singing to himself. So we have to, you know, so someone (laughs) always has to be watching the kids and then someone can work. So we, it's really so impossible to get work done. Plus we're like, just, you know, at the end of our rope being stuck in the house for seven months with these kids. Um, and we can't go outside because the air quality is very poor every day. It's like unsafe for sensitive groups. Um, and that's me. Is that because um, of the wildfires? Yes. Oof. Yeah. So there's been I wildfires. Mean, LA is virtually, LA right. has so much smog anyway, but yeah, even worse. Mm-hmm. Even without the wildfires, there is frequently just like bad air quality days. It's like fucking, you know, Shanghai, you know. I mean, yes, Betsy, I know about Shanghai. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to be a dick for a second. I don't know why. Just, sometimes I have this, like, thing where I just need to be, like, really mean. Sometimes Ashley, mm-hmm. usually it's Ashley that gets a brunt of it. Ashley or my my husband. I'm like and an abused wife. It just has to come out. It's like there's a secret part of me. Not so secret, evidently, but it's just, like, evil. It's got to come out. Sorry, you were, you got, you were the target, Betsy. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll no worries. I totally understand. I went on the um, so we had Jimmy Pardo on the show, and uh, I love uh, the Never Not Funny podcast. And I was invited to come and be on an episode, and I was so excited. And I was like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> and then I went on it, and at one point, we were talking about they like asked me about my kids, and I was saying that they don't really um they're not like going out and playing very much. And then this one guy who's on the show, um he he doesn't have children and then he went into this long like story about how he worked at a summer camp and the kids loved handball and so maybe I should have my kids play oh, handball God. and it, and so then I was like I just sort of paused and I was like well, you know that's why on my show we don't give advice and it was like silence and everyone <laughs> And then everyone hated me, and I don't think I'm ever going to be invited back on the show because they were like, "What a bitch!" No, you know what? I would say that was very warranted. That was that what? was a great uh, guns blazing to go out on, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like the last thing we need is some guy who doesn't have kids yes! to tell us how to keep our kids occupied yes! seven months into a fucking global pandemic that right. is unprecedented. Thank and you, I don't, sir. P.S. I don't have a fucking handball court in my yard. <laughs> what? Oh, thank you for your. Oh, I. Oh, I hate. I hate unsolicited advice. That is why. That is one of the many reasons we don't do advice on this podcast. But yeah. So anyway. So my husband is getting ready to go and do this whole thing, and I'm like, oh shit, I need to get work done. My. My 10-year-old and my 4-year-old, it's like 15 minutes before (laughs) class, and they're just getting out of bed. They have 15 minutes to 1-5, get ready. Well, the 4-year-old can sleep (laughs) because we've already established he does nothing. Um, (laughs) There's nothing for him to learn. Um, But the 10-year-old, it's like, oh, you have school in in 15 minutes. You got to get going. Um, So he's eating and whatever, and – I'm always like 10 minutes before class. I'm like, go get your device. Just turn it on, you know, log into your Zoom classroom so that you just have it, you know, you're all set up 
and then you can walk away and then just know that it's like ready um, and there aren't any problems because sometimes there are technical issues and I'm a weird person who likes to be I like to be early I like to know that like everything same with me what? I'm the same way like I, I'm, yeah. I'm never late yeah I will remain silent for that. <laughs> I want to give myself plenty of time to like um, be be ready, ha- not be like frantic, not be um, rushing or like I, I want to give myself time for bad shit to happen if it needs to happen so that I can overcome that and still be on time. I come from a family of drama, and so I like to cause myself as much trouble and heart palpitations and and the poop sweats, as I like to call them, as, as many times a day as I can, evidently, till I break That's the cycle. So funny. Carrie, I come from a family of drama, but that is why I am the way I am. That's funny. What's your sign, Betsy? Oh, I'm a Virgo. See, oh, that that's why so much. That's why Ashley's a Virgo as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's why after my initial communication with you, I was like, and Ashley will take over. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I just come from a family of Hispanics, and we are just perpetually late all the time, like hours late. That's just, that's just, it's called Cuban time for a reason. Ashley broke the cycle. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that's it. A fun stereotype. Oh, isn't it? Do I get to say it because I am Cuban? Is that allowed? Yes, um, this is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. But I will a- perpetuate it because I'm racist. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but that's it's it's like truly you go, you plan a wedding, you gotta like tell people like an hour earlier because they won't show. I'm it's totally the truth. It is one hundred percent the truth. I, tell me someone out there, tell me I'm lying. I dare you. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was always like hours late. I was always the kid at the birthday party where like everyone else left and I was just like sitting there and they were like, we got to go to church. And I was like, I'm so sorry. My mom will be here soon. <laughs> like that was my childhood. So now as a as an adult, I'm like, I shall control everything and always be on time <laughs> and early. Oh, my God. Where was I? I got so off track. You so put anyway, the kid in front of the Zoom. There were you. Yes. Were. I'm like, go get your shit in order. And he's like, I don't know where my iPad is. This is his school device. We're like, okay, we'll go find it. And he's like, I don't know where it is. And we're like, okay, well, it's your responsibility. Also, we are always telling you the the night before class, you need to, um, you know, when you're when you're done with your iPad, you need to plug it in at your desk so that you can have it tomorrow. It will be charged. Then you don't have any excuses. <laughs> So every day we're like, charge your iPad. Because every day he's like, my iPad's out of batteries and now I have to charge it. And now I can't plug this keyboard into it. And so now I can't do any of my work. And, um, you know, there's always like a hundred excuses. So I'm always like, charge it the night before. Um, Make sure it's on your desk. And then, of course, someone like takes it and watches YouTube on it and then leaves it in you know under a couch cushion and never charges it and and we're just kind of over it and and he's 10 like he needs to learn how to keep track of his stuff it's not I mean it's it's an iPad it's like a fairly sizable thing anyway um aren't kids supposed to be addicted to those things Right? Aren't you addicted to this thing? If it was crack, you'd know where it was. Exactly. <laughs> Same difference. 
<laughs> Although to Where's be sure, your crack pipe? Where's your crack pipe? <laughs> <laughs> so he can't find it, and and he and my husband are, are like getting into it, and uh, you know, he pushes my husband's buttons, and then and then uh, my husband yells and. My 10-year-old always has to get the last word, and he's very disrespectful. At one point, he called my husband a jerk, um, and my husband was like, you don't talk to me like that. And so it was just like escalating. (laughs) It's like they are yelling at each other, and I'm trying to eat cereal, um, (laughs) and and the four-year-old is – I think he's still upstairs sleeping, probably <laughs> getting woken up by all the yelling. My eight-year-old is in the room trying to learn in school. And I'm sure, I mean, unless he was muted, they, you know, all of our dirty laundry for everyone to hear. <laughs> um, and so that's part of it, too, is like, I'm embarrassed and I don't want people to think we're like low like low class shouting people. And, oh, I am. Uh, I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. Like, well, I guess I'm one. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a low class shouting person. That's, I just like to get be- the fuck back to bed at 6 a.m. this morning at the top of my lungs. Oh, you I'm actually definitely- said that. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% said it. That is not a joke. Ashley's husband has a problem with her cursing and thinks that it's low class. Yes. Huh. Yes. Well, and it's it's a real source no of contention advice, for no us. Advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, ma'am. Swearing is like one of my favorite hobbies. Amen. Me too. It's not me a hobby. It's a, a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle it's a choice. Lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and I also, choice. I also just think uh, you have to teach your kid appropriateness. That's really my goal. Is like just like anything else, you teach them when it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, truly, uh, I wish my children could learn appropriateness. <laughs> It's appropriate to say fuck you mommy at home, but not out in public. Exactly. (laughs) Actually, it's never appropriate to say fuck you mommy, but you could say, oh man, this is bullshit at home and not say that in public. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. We, I've struggled with all of that. I don't know what the answer is. Before I I had kids, I was like, it's just going to be like the Osbournes. We're all going to swear. It's going to be fine. It'll be cute. And then- And then I was like, oh, no, you can't swear because then you'll go other places and swear. And then people will judge us for being terrible because you're swearing. But also fuck other people. What? (laughs) Also fuck other people. Like, (laughs) Well, 100%. There's that. But but also I have to say, uh, you know, there's a lot of judgment coming from parents who are strangers all the time when you have kids, especially when they go to school, you have to deal with all these, all these people that you don't voluntarily interact with. They're just like around and they have ideas and feelings and faces um, (laughs) (laughs) that let you know that they don't approve of, you know, but yes, fuck them. That's going to be hard for me because I know. I don't particularly like people. And I also like when people ask me why I'm not talking to them, sometimes I just say it's because I don't like you, but I like <laughs> say it out loud. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which could so be problematic. In my now plan. going to like 20 sorry, birthday parties. That's me eating chicken. That's me eating chicken while talking to you because I thought I was going to pass out. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the nice thing, Carrie. At least, at least you say that. I sometimes look at people and go, why are you looking at me like that? Like, like, <laughs> Don't even bother giving me that fucking face, sir. Go take your judgments to another child's parent. I used to be like, I don't care what anyone thinks. But yeah, for whatever reason, when it comes to my kids, I get like, ah. I maybe it's that I don't care if people judge me so much as I don't want them to judge my kids That negatively. makes sense. I understand that. And yeah. you are a vet- you're a veteran. You've seen three wars. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. I am I am still fighting on three fronts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> three theaters. Yeah. Um <laughs> of combat. <laughs> so anyway, so everyone so they're all yelling and then and I'm like I have no interest in this and uh la- <laughs> last time my husband was yelling I shushed him and then he got mad at me so I'm like I'm not going to shush him. But also, I'm embarrassed, and I don't want people at home or his teacher to think that we're like an abusive family where yeah. we all scream at each other all the time, and we're you know, so uh, so I'm paranoid about that um, because anyone sort of ambling through is going to be like, oh no, this isn't good. <laughs> so I'm just like, I am eating my cereal and looking on Twitter, and I'm not a part of this. But then my husband is like, Betsy. Um, can you get in here because I can't deal with him anymore and he just called me a jerk and they're like just shouting, 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 screaming at each other. And um and part of it too is that like I'll bring down the hammer. I'll be like, get the get to your room or whatever. But my husband's like way more soft, so I think sometimes well, I don't know. So <laughs> anyway. Hi. Speaking of my husband, here he is. Hello. Thank you for the soda. That's so nice. I do still have some coffee. Thanks, babe. That's that's what love sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) He is. He's he's very nice and loving, and he brings me a cold beverage. That's lovely. (laughs) Thanks, Ari. So... So they're yelling, yelling, and I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. And he's like, can you come help me? And I just ignored him, which isn't usually. Speaking of love. (laughs) Right. But he was just like, can you come and handle this? Because I can't. I can't do this. And I'm just like, I just want to eat my fucking cereal. I don't want any part of this shouting argument. And so, um, but yeah, so the the 10-year-old refuses to look for his iPad, he claims he already has. But when, of course, you ask him where he's looked for this iPad, he says everywhere. <laughs> and I say, can you name a specific place? And he doesn't <laughs> everywhere, which is not true. Because um, <laughs> everyone in my house, everyone is terrible at finding things like I I am frequently like, I don't know, did you bend at the waist and look? <laughs> <sighs> Um, so, so then it gets to the point with them that like, Ari is angry because his son is not asking nicely for help. And so until he gets an apology, he won't be helping. And then the 10 year old is screaming and it was just, uh, 
fucking insane. And then at some point, I think my husband just left to go trade out this Chromebook and my 10-year-old stomped upstairs to the room where he is supposed to be doing school. And, and of course, my husband and I were, you know, arguing with each other because he wanted help and I was ignoring him. And, uh, and so I was pissed and he was pissed and everybody's pissed. Um, and our poor eight-year-old just trying to learn <laughs> and our four-year-old, I think at some point came down and was like, hi, I'm the peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> that's my job. Okay. So anyway, like 20 minutes later, I go up. And because I'm like, what is he doing? Like, is he learning? What like he's is he just skipping school today? Like, what is the plan? <laughs> and I go in and he's got the fucking iPad. He found it. He found it in a closet under some pillows and shit uh, because, you know, that's like, our house. How many days had it been since he lost it that he found it under, under significant piles of things? Uh, well, first of all, he had it last <laughs> night. He had it yesterday. Man. And second of all, there are significant piles of things on many surfaces in this I mean, listen, home. no judgment. Same here. <laughs> I'm just amazed. It, it's like he consciously just shoved it under a pile of shit and was like, that's a good place to put it, which is something I could see my kid doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the four-year-old put it there. The- Let's see, just blow th- my mind. <laughs> Everyone's using each other's devices over here. Like we're constantly having to do like find my phone <laughs> because no one can ever find their fucking phone. So anyway, I took a very long time to tell you what has broken me. And um, and yeah. And after that, and I was you're so the one like, that has to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so emotionally exhausted after that. I had all this work to do and I just took a nap. I just couldn't. <laughs> I was like, I hope everyone's learning because I just cannot. I'm taking a nap. <sighs> and what time of day was this, Miss Dover? Uh, 9.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Our sponsor this week is Drops. Drops delivers powerful cleaning from nature with plant and mineral-based formulas to your door in low-waste cardboard packaging instead of plastic containers that end up in our oceans and landfills. You can sign up for auto shipments to save big, and you can pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Drops sent me their products, and I loved them. First of all, they have a dishwasher detergent pod. You just stick it in there and it does the job. Usually we buy these name brand, not at all eco-responsible dishwasher pods, but these were every bit as good and way more eco-friendly. They also have a whole host of stuff for your laundry. They have sensitive skin laundry detergent pods. They're safe and gentle for skin allergies like eczema, so you can wash your baby's laundry and not have to worry that they're going to get a skin rash. They have stain and odor laundry detergent pods. And if you're like me, uh, stains, odors, (laughs) that's a big thing with all of our laundry. It helps remove the toughest stains and keeps your fabric smelling fresh. They also sell Oxy Booster Pods, which are a chlorine-free, color-safe bleach alternative. Wool dryer balls designed to replace disposable dryer sheets. I've been using those ever since they sent them to me like a year ago, and they're really great. 
They also sent me these little fabric softener pods. And when I saw them, I was worried because scent is always a really big issue for me. But I used them and they smell amazing. It's not an overpowering flowery scent like a lot of store brand stuff. It was a way more subtle, more like an herbal smell. And I'm surprised to find that I really like it. If you're someone who's into reviews and ratings, Drops has over 10,000 five-star reviews. You know, normally I'm putting in liquid detergent and then I'm putting in liquid softener and then I'm adding water to that. And then I'm putting in some sort of stain thing and, and that's a powder in the drum of the machine. It's a whole bunch of steps and mess. But with Drops, you just throw in a few pods, you call it a day. It's terrific. But best of all, it's eco-responsible packaging, it's eco-friendly cleaning solutions, and they contain plant-based ingredients. So visit drops.com WMD and use the code WMD for 25% off your first order. That's drops with two P's, D-R-O-P-P-S dot com slash WMD and use code WMD for 25% off your first order. Try them out. I think you'll really like them. have a new sponsor on Why Mommy Drinks, and I think it will be of interest to our listeners. It's Wine.com. Wine.com is the world's largest wine store delivered right to your door. And if you're like me and you are not a sommelier, you will be excited to know that they have expert guidance to help you choose. They're the only site that offers extensive, free, professional ratings and tasting notes. And you can do a live chat with a wine expert that's going to help you find the perfect bottle for every occasion. When I buy wine, I usually go in and I say, you know, I need whatever, a a white wine that's dry, that's under $20, let's say, or I want to buy a $50 bottle as a gift for, you know, whatever. You can, just like if you were walking into a store, you can talk to their live chat expert and they will help you figure out what to get. Not only are they a website, but Wine.com is a five-star app. You can scan, rate, buy on the go, and you can save your favorites to my wine. They have sort options and filter options, so you can look at stuff by price, by vintage, varietal, region, other stuff. And if you get a stewardship membership for only $49, you get free shipping year-round. There's no minimum purchase, so you could just get one bottle, you could get 100 bottles, the shipping would be free every time. And that's because wine is naturally heavy and can be expensive to ship. So the stewardship membership eliminates that. You can even use it to send gifts to other people for free. So wine.com makes your life easier, but it also can be a great gift. And anytime you need help, their wine experts are there to guide you. Plus, if you live in California, New York, Florida, or New Jersey, not only can they send you wine, they can send you spirits like vodka. So now that I think about it, um... I need to have them send me some vodka right now. So we have a special just for our listeners. If you go to wine.com slash mommy, you get $30 off of your first order. That's like a whole bottle or three of wine for free. It says the terms apply. I don't know what the terms are. Go to wine.com slash mommy and get $30 off your first order. Cheers. So please tell me. What has broken you? Who wants to go first? Carrie, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. So, twas the beginning of pandemic. And I know it's such so hard to remember. I believe this was March. 
I like that you started it like a nice Christmas story. <laughs> yes, it ends like a horror story. Um, so it was the beginning of pandemic and all through the house. Um, my my man had to go to Cleveland because his parents uh, needed him. And this was at the very beginning before we really knew what was going to happen with this pandemic. Turns out uh, he had to stay there for a little while because... <gasps> Uh, I live in Williamsburg, which is like hotbed, hotbed yeah. of every virus because people don't vaccinate their children. And also that's, a, oh, sorry, that sounded like a judgment. Um, <laughs> people don't follow rules of conduct that are legal in, that, that have to happen in New York. Like don't get together a wedding for 20,000 people during a pandemic, like that kind of thing. Anyway, people don't follow those rules in where, where I live. So, um, I think that pretty much applies everywhere though. Yeah. 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 Everyone's like, I don't, rules aren't for me. Rules are for us. My wedding's important. But this is is literally when there were like parked freezer cars of dead bodies on the street. So, like, you know, like right here. Like right here. Yeah. Sounds so anyway, like a hoax, but go so, on. Exactly. <laughs> those were, those so, were back in the we old days, Carrie, where you were like, my mom just told me somebody picked somebody up in a hazmat suit. And I respond with, I can't. Don't talk to me about this. I cannot do this. <laughs> you and I would just go back and forth being like, we cannot have this conversation. The world is ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was with me and, and uh, Amanda Allen, who, uh, ho- you know, uh, was hosting the show at the time with me. Uh, I was like, I think, you know, she's like, they're going to close down school for a week or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm, I think it's probably going to be longer. And she's like, she just like couldn't deal. But I was like, Ashley I and I were we're early adapters, though. Ashley and I got Clorox wipes right away. And everyone yeah. else was laughing at us. But then we yeah. were fine. <laughs> Yeah, I went and oh. loaded up my fridge and freezer like before things got shut down. I was like, this is going to turn bad and I'm not going to run out of chicken. So so everyone was laughing when we were prepared, but then they yep. weren't. Then they were like, can we borrow a Clorox wipe anyway? Yep. Dude, so- I wore gloves to teach a class and my one of my students was like, she looked at me like I was a fucking insane person. Like Howie Mandel. <laughs> like judgment eyes. And it was like, you'll see. Oh, you'll see. Uh, so anyway, you showed her. On. I showed her. I made this pandemic. <laughs> so, so I was single parenting, which Crimea River people do it all the time, 24-7. Those people are called single parents. But uh, towards the beginning of a pandemic, my partner was in Cleveland. And um, it has long been known that my child is a, a, a delicate eater. She came out a good size of my body and has never been a good size since she doesn't (laughs) want to eat and she doesn't ever seem hungry she just she nibbles on a cookie a cookie a cookie things that children want to eat for an hour and 35 minutes one chocolate chip mini cookie an hour and 35 minutes I'm like just fucking put the whole cookie in your mouth and chew the fucking cookie like I I can't attest that this this is all completely true I've seen her (laughs) gnaw on like not even a big size cookie like a famous Amos cookie those little you know those little tiny ones like it's it's yeah and I'm just like wow Sebastian would have like eaten that's like one bite of those by now yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so my kids will eat like a whole box of 
yeah. whole packages of famous Amos like yes. in 10 minutes. <laughs> and she even mocks me. She'll be like, eating like a mouse. I was like, yeah, I know. You're eating like a mouse. Let's pick a different animal. Let's eat like a lion or something. Anyway, eat like mommy. Too many calories too quick. Anyway, so she, so every meal takes forever. It's a never-ending story, every, every single meal. So she had recently adopted. This was new. It's now uh, my everyday life. She recently adopted at that beginning of the pandemic, just throwing her food everywhere, just everywhere, throwing oh. food. And so I had my my doctor who continually gives me problems about her weight is like, she has to gain more weight. She's not gaining enough weight, whatever. She also recommended I start doing timeouts. So I held her hand. For I got, what? For throwing oh, just food. in general. Yeah, but okay. she's just like, but she's like, just in general, like you have to nip this in the bud, whatever. So she threw a bunch of food. I had tried the first time, like we don't throw food. We had tried all different tactics about not throwing the food. So I came behind her and I held her arms close to her body and gave a timeout. Mm-hmm. Wow. This was like an alligator in Naked and Afraid. I don't know how she got loose, her arms. I could not. She started kicking me. Then she got an arm loose. Then she was twisting my nipple. She got my nipple. Started twisting my nipple, pulling my hair, flinging, punching me like violent. Like it was hurting. And I like couldn't get her to stop. Like I couldn't get her to stop. So finally I just like push her away from me to get space. And I'm crying. I'm crying both in pain and just frustration and just like I, I just want her to eat and I just keep trying to give her food and then she's throwing it. There's like so many things that are going on. betrayed because it's like I do so much for you yeah. and I love you so much and you are hurting me. Why? And I, gave, and I gave her like three different meal options, all of course organic, farm sourced from Whole Foods because I'm that bitch. I'm, I, Ashley can attest to that. I'm like that bitch. I'm like, let's get your umami palette. Let's get you some yeah. hot sauce here. Like I'm just like, and three different I can't, the food waste with this child. Like it, it kills me. Uh, and I'm just like, here is some quality sourced, expensive ass motherfucking food. Meanwhile, I'm eating a saltine cracker while you're eating like, a, and you're throwing all three things <laughs> on the floor. She's kicking me. She's fine to me. I'm crying because I'm tired. I'm frustrated. It hurts. She gets so still. And I'm like, oh, God, maybe this is a breakthrough. Maybe she's going to realize the error of her ways. And she does the sign language for more. And I go, more what? And she goes, more crying, mommy. <gasps> she, me. She, w- she went from, she went from cr- crazy hitting, like, I can't even tell you what kind of like, like, I don't even know what, like, what's that mom, like the movie monster when she's like trying to kill a man after she's turned a trick, like that kind of level crazy to stillness, (laughs) (laughs) to stillness. Aileen Wernos crazy. And then she went completely dead in the face, dead in the eyes, really good law and order acting moment. And then she was like, more. And I'm like, more food? My hope. She saw the hope in my eyes. She was like, I was like, more, more food, more delicious cooking that I've made for you, farm source. And she's like, more crying, mommy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I couldn't even look at her. I walked away. I texted Lee. I texted Ashley, my two, and my mother. And I was like, I, I, I'm like crying thinking about it right now. I'm like, I can't, I, I don't, I don't even want to look at her. Can I give her away? I don't want to look at her. I was like, she won on such a major level. And now she yeah. knows that now I know she likes me to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she has yeah. since said more crying mommy. 
And <gasps> so I give her my best soap opera acting, which was not very good. And it seems to work to make her not want me to cry. So she only it likes real tears. Wait, she so you fake cry and then it makes her not, not ask. Do it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like goodness I didn't then she's like no that's not what I want then she stops so that's she's how like, I, I want that. real tears bitch <laughs> she's like give me your best Sophie's Choice Meryl Streep <laughs> acting I do not want this bullshit you're giving me oh and that seems to work so now she doesn't ask me to cry anymore but I really had to take it to 11 for her to that is stop that so crazy pants she's a fucking Scorpio let me tell you that that bitch is crazy <laughs> oh my god also pro tip if you uh-huh. name your child something that you can give them a crazy nickname. So my daughter's Luna. So when she's acting like that, we call her a lunatic or we call nice. her Looney Tunes. And it kind of nice. helps. It helps ease it up if there's like a fun nickname. Oh, okay. So mom hack. Mom hack. Give your kid a name that easily, easily lends itself yeah. to to a, a a mean nickname is that kind of it yeah like the alter ego bad like when luna's being bad uh, she's lunatic or looney tunes that's Although, so smart i have to what tell you I we call we call sebastian a lunatic so often that he says i'm lunatic out of control and we're like yes you are yes you are it's like so <laughs> enthusiastic at this point help me come up with some nicknames so my oldest kid is rex I okay. mean, I need to think. I might have to text you later. I have another one named Ajax. That's a good and name. And then I have an, That's fun. another one named Odie. Hmm. That's a good name. Oh, They're all really good names. <laughs> craziness. I yeah, will I come know. back to you because usually these things okay, come good. to me during insomnia. And then I text Ashley and she's like, stop texting me at 2 in the morning. So I will. luckily you're on California time, so it might work for you. <laughs> I get it. It's like, you know, like uh, George W. Bush. He he gave nicknames to all the reporters and, it you know, it has to be organic. Uh, so many times I've been compared to Bush. So many times. <laughs> w. Bush specifically. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you, Carrie. That is so upsetting. This I is would why I go been... to therapy often. <laughs> Regularly and often. She's on speed dial. I'm like, she's crazy. I'm really concerned. Like, I'm the other day, one more thing, and then I'll just shut my mouth. But the other day, I was like, what do you think? Do you think you run the show? Who runs the show? And she goes, I run the show. Oh, yeah. Sebastian does that shit, too. I don't know where they learn that, but all of a sudden, they're like, yep, I'm in charge. Like, excuse Mm. me? No. Even at 10, we'll we'll be like, he'll be like, you're not the boss of me. And we're like, no, we are. We're literally the boss of you. He's like, no. So I guess we all got to read Raising Lions or whatever the fuck. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I never, I don't read books. I don't read books anymore. I don't read books either. either. The best I've got is, is, uh, what's the Amazon one? Audio? Audio. Audible. Audible. There we go. Wow. What? Audible. That's the best I've got is I could do a book on tape. Oh, yeah. 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 That is the only way I can consume literature. Yeah. Is, is my, if someone reads it to me. Yeah. My two hours of downtime, I don't want to spend them reading a book. I want to spend no. them watching trash TV, yeah. uh, laying on my sofa and being a piece of shit. That's that's Damn. what I want to do. 100%. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. 
I like to read articles. I usually like to read books. It's one of my things that I hope I'm going to, anyway, you don't need to hear about my life, but I'm hoping to have more of that. I'm scheduling it in, um, but we'll see. That'll be another parenting fail, I'm sure. So uh, anyway, I just <laughs> well, love to tuned. read. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Ashley, you want to tell us what's broken you? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I said it. What's broken you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was a day also early in pandemic, um, we were like, all right, we're going to take this opportunity to once and for all potty train Sebastian and just nice. get him out of that diaper. You know, we had tried to do the be naked all day long, have the potties in every room, like that yes. whole thing. Uh, that it, was that a, worked for us. It did not work for us. We, the, mm. it was, it's been like, you know, and also I felt, i fell victim to people saying he needs to be potty trained by now before he had even turned three um so i felt all this pressure yeah i felt all this pressure and you know finally i was like i'm just gonna let this kid figure it out but quarantine happened and i'm like we're both home mom and dad are both home now's as good a time of any to uh as any to you know piss in the pot so Mm -hmm. We're trying. This, this all tracks. This seems like a good idea to me. Yes. Yeah. Seems like a great idea. Mommy and daddy. Home. I don't have to shoulder this burden completely on yes. my own. We're double teaming this. So, you know, it's, he's going through, like he's go. he's all of a sudden, he's just like, he, he will get somewhere and then he'll be sitting on the couch in his like most adorable little kid undies and then just pee on the sofa through his underwear and you're just like god damn it why did you do that mm-hmm. um but it's just I one of been those there oh, it's the worst yeah. it's underwear the worst. is so confusing for toddlers they're like this is a diaper right except it's not i know it's, not. it's so confusing they're they're luna stills like this this is just like a cool new eco diaper or some shit like that and you're like no it's not it it's confusing just let him be pantsless or whatever the fuck anyway go ahead. right but either way nothing was working and this particular day had been i was just stressed out i don't even remember about what but i was stressed out about maybe because it was early in the pandemic there's something funny you know, about the pandemic it, that's, that's it stresses us yeah, that's a pretty good uh, reasoning. I would say or, you or were I, correct. Or I sent Ashley 1,700 texts by 8 a.m. That could have done it, too. Uh, maybe that, too. But, you know, early on was, like, like really, like, especially here in New York, there were these thoughts, like, can I even leave my home or am I yeah. just going to, like, total recall, walk out of the bubble and just, like, my eyeballs pop out of my socket and I die? <laughs> you know what I mean? It yes. was a very scary time. Um, yes. So I'm making lunch. All of a sudden, Sebastian says, Mommy, I need, I need go potty. I need go potty. Okay. <gasps> all right. Let's go. So I have like water on the, you know, boiling. I'm in the middle of chopping some things. My hands are dirty. I'm like, all right, come on. Let's go, kid. And it's the bathroom's right next to the, the uh, kitchen. So I take him in and he, this is where this started. He was like, No, no, I want, I want to do by myself. And I'm like, all right. Well, you know, if something happens, I can hear him. So I, I go back. I start chopping some more. I hear the door close, and I'm like, uh, hmm. all right, it's fine. I can still hear. Next thing I know, I'm so enthralled in all of this, like five minutes have passed. And Uh-oh. complete silence. Uh-oh. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's not good. So I knock on the door. I'm like, you all right? He goes, yeah, I did poopy. And I was, I go to open the door and be like, yeah. 
He turns around, his pants are, his back is to the door, his pants are to his ankle, and he looks startled and scared, and I look at the floor, and there is just a giant log on the floor. He had just shit on the floor. I don't know why. This is this where he did it. He knew it wasn't where he was supposed to do it. I'm like, uh, okay. And also, like, how? How? That's the thing that really boggles my mind. Like, how did that thing just slide out? And when I tell you, this was an adult sized turkey. She sent me a picture of it. She sent me, it was huge. Oh, no. It was. was, Oh, yeah, we do that. Oh, yeah, we send each other poop pictures. It was Uh, an adult. Our own and our children. Yeah. (laughs) It was an adult-sized turd. Like, I pooped that thing out today. Um, Incredible to me. You wish you'd poop that out today. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) You are correct, my friend. It was just mind-blowing. So I'm like, all right, I got to get the shit off my hand. I got to get a Clorox wipe. I need to get, like, a, a shopping bag to pick this thing up. And I'm like, all right, stand right here. Don't move. Your pants are around your ankles. I can't even pull them up. Just just hang out. So I go into the kitchen and I collect all my things, like my, my Clorox wipes in my bag. And as I go back into the bathroom, the dog had started to eat his poop. No. He's just looking at it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening no. in my life right now? Oh. And that was it. I was just like, I called my husband up from the basement where he was working. And I was like, you need to clean this. I had just, I give up. I throw in the towel. Oh. It was like two girls, one cup. It was so, <laughs> and then, you know, my sweet little Clementine, my little dog tries to like come over and lick me. And I'm like, get, you get the fuck away from me with your poopy mouth, please. No. That is revolting. Not like immediately, but you know, within that day. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's what broke me. But I have to tell you, I feel like Zoom school breaks me every morning. I tell, mm. I talk about it on the podcast and Carrie's like, do you think we get it yet? Um, I'm always like, we get it. You hate Zoom school. Next. I hate it. I hate it so much. For a three-year-old, I have to do more work than he does. What are you doing? Also, what are you doing? And also, why are you doing it? Um, I because I don't. She know. only has one child. That's why I have one child, and I also like he is really in, like intelligent. He's like yeah. pretty inv- advanced in a lot of ways, and I, you know, again have one child. So I'm just like, let's foster this as best as we can. We were the plan was always to send him to school. We were going to send him to a different school, but then we were like, I'm not, I'm not paying for a Zoom school. So it's just this whole thing, (laughs) it's this whole thing. And I just, I have to cut things out every day. I have to manage an iPad two times a day and take videos of him doing gym class and pictures of this doodle. And, you know, on top of it, we're working on letters on our own, you know, all kinds of Mm. things. It's, um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like Zoom no. school one bit. It's not for me. No. It's it's awful. It's awful, and you can't ignore them no. when they're doing it, which would be really optimal because yeah. you could do things like load the dishwasher and you know, yeah, get work done. But you can't. You have to. Yeah, there's like way too much interaction. I mean, the good news is we're done by like ten thirty every morning, generally. 10, 30, oh, 11. Right, yeah. because he's a baby because right. he's little. Because there's only yeah. so much he can do. He goes to Zoom school like 15 – he has two 15-minute classes a day. The first 15 minutes they sing 
let me just tell you, they sing a hello song and then wind the bobbin up is Sebastian's teacher's other favorite song. What the fuck is that? It, yes, exactly. He talks about this song, song like this is, <laughs> he talks about it like it's this basic, like it's Ring Around the Rosie. It's a song we all know, but I've never heard it. It starts with like mice waving the the British flag, the Union Jack. Like it is so. <laughs> I don't like that. It's I so. Wish- Weird. I wish that it was like, wind it up. You know you can wind that bobbin. Wind it up. Like that. No, instead it's wind the bobbin up. Wind the bobbin up. No, and Ashley hates British things. Ashley hates British things. I really do. I really do. As soon as I saw that little Union Jack, I was like, why do you have to make it British? Why? (laughs) Wind the bobbin up. Make a flag for our queen. (laughs) Praise her. <laughs> Bow down you to never her. had your independence. It's like oh reject yeah. democracy and the republic. Yeah. Yep. It's so, it's so strange. And then I'm they realize Sebastian story. likes that because Sebastian does usually like the club tunes from Tunnel, from he, the Tunnel he circa is 1996. Yeah. Yes. He, so I'm shocked that he, Sebastian, just so you know, Sebastian wants to be a DJ and his DJ name he is does DJ. He does not. He you told me he wants to be, to be DJ. He said his name was DJ Bastian. No, he it's, does not. He does want to be an entertainer and he wanted to be Lady Gaga for Halloween. But shoot. yeah, great. Uh, rain on me, Lady Gaga. And I was just like, listen, can, like, can we pick another, la- like, one where I don't have to, like, source latex bodysuits <laughs> on my own? One that maybe is, like, a pre-made costume for children? Do they make Ooh, latex bodysuits? No, no, of course. I mean, I haven't looked, but I'm assuming no. <laughs> Let's start that business. <laughs> my kids Let's want not. to be a... My older two both want to be those inflatable dinosaurs. That's fun. You know what? Which is super fun. And any other year, I would be so excited. But they're like $50, and there's no way that they're going to wear them in the house. And so, and they're hard to get, which I don't know why. Because, like, who's going to wear an inflatable dinosaur costume in their house? It's very COVID friendly. Yeah, this year it one of the hot costumes supposedly. <laughs> it is. It's they're delightful, <laughs> but like we're not going, we're not leaving the house on Halloween. So I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, we aren't either. Ashley's coming. It's the day after my daughter's birthday, so Ashley's coming over, and our kids are going to dress in my new house in Montclair, hopefully. <gasps> and we're going to put on our costumes, and I've got a pinata, and we're just going to do some hitting of of a pinata and walk around and. And mommies are going to drink. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yep. That sounds like such a great plan. Yeah. We have been we've been throwing around all sorts of plans over here and uh <clears throat> and but there's no there's nothing to show for it. Uh there's it's like we're going to have like an Easter egg hunt but it's but it's candy for Halloween. There's going to be a piñata. We have not made a piñata. There's going to be, we're going to make a haunted house. We'll see. Uh, we're going to make a creepy movie. Uh, Dude, and, you're going to make a movie? Yeah, like film it? I, I told them they oh, needed to make God. a movie. Whoa. But then suddenly my oldest was like, you're going to help us write it. And I was like, mm, You're like, listen, mm. daddy works for scale. Okay. <laughs> Can you afford that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm a union. I mean, I'm not a union writer, but like. uh, It's going to take $800 for me to get out of bed today. Let me tell you. (laughs) 
yeah, I was like, I wanted to be like, no, 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 no. That's to keep you busy. Um, Have you seen Wolfpack? You could do it Wolfpack style. Have you seen that documentary? What? No, what is that? Oh, my God. Immediately, you need to watch it. Okay, Wolfpack is about a documentary about these kids that lived in the – Lower East Side, like Sty Town, and their parents obviously had some mental stuff happening prior. But um, after September 11th, the whole the two parents basically told the kids that if they left the house, they would die. <gasps> and the whole family got and they and they have oh, like wait, I did and they have that. like nine kids, and so. The kids stayed inside and they loved, they had movies. They had a ton of VHSs and they basically lived their whole lives reenacting. Like the parents obviously gave two fucks about the rating of the movies because they basically reenacted Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. And it's like all ages here. And they used cardboard cereal boxes. I mean, it's like sad and beautiful at the same time. It's mostly sad, but these kids' imaginations are amazing. They made like Star Wars costumes from the backs of cereal boxes and produced full movies where they recreated these mo- iconic movies and they that did it out, an amazing job. That came out like seven years ago, right? Yeah. 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 And I they like that. did all the production. And now, after, you know, Child Protective Services came into play, three of them work in film. Actually, three of the kids now work in film, <laughs> but like behind the scenes, like one of That's them is so an- sad and weird. I know, but it's also it's sad and weird, but it's also like they're so creative. Well, that's essentially what you'll happening. have a lot of feelings. One of them works at like um, what's that fancy movie theater where you in the city where you can like eat food? Ooh, oh, what? I it's I like pick. Arclight, but not. It's like I no, pick. it's the really fancy one. It's like Nighthawk, but not. It's I pick the one in the is seaport. It- Oh, and whatever it is. I don't know. But anyway, one of them works there. Another one works like as a gaffer or something. Anyway, that's what your kids should do that. That was the long point of that story. They should totally just. It makes them first make them watch the documentary. Then, then yeah, then tell them Then tell them that it's it's unsafe for them to go outside again. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's during we're, we're in quarantine. So it is sa- unsafe for them to go outside. We know Betsy likes cereal, so start eating, and they can make some costumes. Cereal, but yeah, we have been. They've been doing a ton of editing and like making dance videos and stuff, and doing like green screen shit. So that's why I was like, yeah, fucking make a movie. Um, But like, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm probably gonna have to just do it all like the last minute but because everyone and there's also so much like writing on it because there's nothing going on uh like there's nothing that's like fun or joyful <laughs> lately <laughs> and so it's like oh i know ooh, it halloween and uh, <laughs> uh making memories we got a lot make a lot of magical yeah. memories <sighs> i like i really wanted to celebrate halloween all october you know as as a replacement for the one day and i am feeling miserably i bought a pumpkin like three weeks ago we have still not carved that thing we've not made a jack-o'-lantern uh i was like let's make some tissue ghosts haven't done that nothing i've got nothing i'm I'm right there with you dude (laughs) mommy's hanging on by a thread so let's just support her not having an emotional and mental breakdown that that happy halloween exactly. <laughs> happy halloween i think i'm gonna not have a nervous breakdown right exactly Small or i had it but i'm i'm better now <laughs> <laughs> i mean every couple of weeks 
You know, what I've learned is there's always room for another nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Why limit yourself to one when you can have one once a month? As many as you want. You can yeah. just have one continual one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, please tell everybody tell everybody all about uh, uh, Momtourage. Care, you want to well, start? Sure. Well, we, we are now like two things, two, two, two things. Yeah. One. We have a weekly podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. We had an episode come out this morning. Um, and then we also have a live show Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ooh. Facebook Live and YouTube. And um, sometimes we have uh, the same guests but different content. There's always different content because we like to make life hard for ourselves being two working mothers during a pandemic <laughs> who produce, edit everything all of ourselves. You know, we just wanted more work. But um, we have d- different content on both. Uh, usually they thematically speak to each other, but it's yeah. different content. Um yeah. Our live show is really like uh, we're trying to give moms the mom's night out that they're not having kind of from the comfort of their couch in their jeans, nice. in their sweatpants, their bottle of wine or case, whatever they prefer. Uh, our show has like a drinking game. We try to have all kinds of games and fun segments. Like tomorrow we have somebody coming on to show us this really, really easy craft for Halloween that you can do when you're drunk. It better um, be easy. Let me it's, I mean, I can't, it's so easy. It's so easy. It's great. I it's gonna love be great. that. I think our listener would like that as well. I, I listen, just the one person. <laughs> I think our listeners would love that. Well, and you're going to join us on the show. That's right. When, what is the date that I'm going to be on? Do you Ooh, remember off the top I, of your head? I can look it up. Hold so on. you better get you better get your backdrop ready, <laughs> hair and makeup, obviously. <laughs> Lights. We expect your kids to set up your lighting for you perfectly. Yeah. You better be off book. <laughs> um, you are on the November nineteenth show with us. Ooh, yeah. I don't well, know we what we're going to talk about machine. yet. <laughs> we are in the time machine right now, uh, so I'm not sure when this episode will come out. But uh, but I also know that I have uh, an upcoming episode of your podcast with you as well. So that's right. Either way. Thank God. Y'all should check that out. Thank God. Yeah, this was a real hoot. This was a hoot. Wait, so really quick. If they go to Momtourage um, on a Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And where where can they? On on the face place. On the Facebook. Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at Momtourage Podcast, on Facebook at, you know, Facebook.com slash Momtourage Podcast. Our website (laughs) is MomtouragePodcast.com. Our YouTube page, they're not letting us have our own URL yet. So go to our website. There's a link there. Uh, you know, you can find us all over the place. We're there. Find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's on there. <laughs> awesome. Momtourage. Like an entourage of moms. Exactly. Correct. Is there anything else you want to uh, plug before we finish? Vote. Please vote. That's all I have to say. Vote. Whichever way you're voting, just vote. And wear a mask. We're in the time machine. They've already voted. Oh, great. Great. Okay. Thank you for well, voting. Thank you for voting. <laughs> Also, please wear a mask, if not for yourself, for everybody else. Absolutely. Uh, Well, Carrie, you are doing a great job. Oh, but you're doing a great job. You're truly a role model. 
Thank you. Is that so sarcastic? I didn't mean to make it sound No, sarcastic. I'm laughing because, I, of, of course, to me, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> I just was like, I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek. Was that too Moira? Did that somehow come through oh my God. sarcastic? No, it did not sound sarcastic at all. Also, my goal was- is to always be like Moira, so, you know, that's only yeah. a, a good thing. Oh, God, that show. Ashley, you are doing a great job too thank you thank you both of you are doing a great job also thanks friends oh boy thanks for coming on the show thank you next time travels allowed uh when i'm in la because we're there all the time i'll come say hello (gasps) that would be so nice i would love that and i'll tell your child i'll ask your child where his ipad is don't do it carrie don't do it no do you like to shout because i think otherwise don't ask. I'd be like, bend at the waist, pick up, and find your iPad. Don't you know how to bend at the waist? Get down on your knees and look under the couch. You seem to be close to the floor. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, if you if you find yourself uh, ignoring a, a very loud screaming argument that's happening right in the same room that you're in because you just can't, or if uh, someone really, really wants to watch you cry, or if someone who just ate shit is trying to give you a kissy kiss, <laughs> just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, it happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.